Welcome to the podcast channel of the East Bay Unity Intergroup of Overeaters Anonymous. The opinions expressed here are those of individual members and do not represent OA as a whole. For more information about our intergroup, please visit our website at eastbayoa.org. Um, hi, I'm Vita. I'm a compulsive overeater, bulimic, and it's awesome to be here today with all of you. Thank you, Elaine, for um, asking me to be of service. Uh, yeah, like I said, I'm in Los Angeles, and so it's cool to hang out with you guys this evening in the Bay Area. Um, I've been to, I think, one OA meeting in the East Bay, and I've been to a lot of OA meetings in San Francisco, um, and I, I spent a lot of time in the Bay Area um, growing up, and um, so it kind of has that second home type feeling, and I really love it up there, so it's cool to be at this meeting tonight. Um, and I'm always grateful and honored to be able to share my experience, strength, and hope. And what this program has done for me because it truly, um, well, it saved my life first. And now it um, gives me the opportunity to live a life that I never would have been able to construct for myself. Um, and the 12 steps are um, the foundation for my life. And um, when I came into this program, I had no idea that what I had was a spiritual malady and that um, finding that out and, and finding a connection to a higher power and um, getting spiritual nourishment for, for that hole that I felt inside of me um, on a daily basis is everything to me today. So um, welcome to any newcomers uh, that didn't identify anyone who's struggling. Um, I hope that I say something helpful, and if not, I really hope you keep coming back and, and hear someone who does say something helpful. Um, so I will qualify that I've been in OA for over seven years. I came in when I was um, about to be 24, and I turned 31 recently, and um, and then I just got uh, five and a half years of abstinence, and my abstinence is no binging, no purging, and no restricting. And my top weight was probably 50 or 60 pounds heavier than I am right now. I don't know because I don't weigh myself anymore because the scale was a higher power for me. And that was part of the insanity and unmanageability of my life. Um, and I've probably also been like maybe five pounds less than I am, but I also don't know. Um, and the things that I had to do to be at the size I am today in my disease were insanity. And what I do today is I eat like three good sized meals and um, I hit my top weight in program. My experience was it got a lot worse before it got better. I gained about um, 40 pounds in like two months and I'm 5'2 and so that's like a lot of weight for someone on my frame. And um, I could not stop eating and I didn't want to live anymore. Um, and this program saved my life and I'm, so I'm so grateful to it and to be here um, on planet Earth still as well as at this meeting. And so briefly what it was like, um, you know, not that many newcomers identified and I think we all know what it's like to be a compulsive eater, but um, I, I really think I was born a compulsive overeater. My first memories are of, about food and um, I think that says a lot. 
And I, um, I really do have both sides of this disease as well. I, the first time I remember, remember consciously starving myself, I was 12. Um, and that's not normal behavior for a 12 year old. Neither is as like probably a 10 or 11 year old eating like two sandwiches, the size of a football, you know, it's just like, but I was active and it didn't really show up on my body until, um, I hit puberty and gained 30 pounds over the summer. And from that point on, I was so ashamed of my body. And it just like, it started a cycle of thinking like if I were thinner, um, I would be loved and accepted. And, um, I also went to grew up in Los Angeles where it's a very image focused area. Um, and I'm pretty sure most of the people in my middle school, high school girls had eating disorders and some of them are now in this program. Um, but it just was like a very, uh, bad, uh, kind of culture to grow up in if, if you already had an issue with food. And on the other hand, I also now know that as maybe like a five, six year old, I shut down emotionally and spiritually because I, I, um, didn't really know how, like, I didn't, I, I wasn't shown a way that I could like be my authentic self that was, um, okay. And like acceptable in society. I was like very energetic and I, um, I would get so excited. I would bite people and that was just shamed. Of course, it's not okay to bite people, but I didn't have another channel for that kind of enthusiasm. And so I really shut down and, and over the years, um, I just, that's the spiritual hole grew bigger and bigger and I had to do more and more extreme things to try and fill it up. Um, and so at the end that looked like binging on 10,000 calories a day. Um, and that's when I gained like 40 pounds in two months. Um, and on the other end, it looked like starving myself, exercising for hours a day, throwing up if I thought I had any amount of too much food at all. Um, and because of those swings, I kept failing. College. And um, the identity I had built for myself was based on my academic performance in high school. And so um, when I kept failing out of college, because when I was binging, I, I couldn't function whatsoever. I, uh, I just like lost the will to live at a certain point. Like I just was like, if this is my life, I don't, I don't want to keep living, which is so sad. You know, I was 23, 24 years old. Um, and I'm also grateful that like, I would never wish that experience on anyone. I know that not everyone's experience is that severe as a compulsive eater where they don't want to live anymore. Um, but I also got to get into recovery and build my adult life based around the 12 steps. And that is such a gift. Like, I'm so grateful for that and, and finding spirituality today. And was like, I was going to fail out of college again. And I had already had to come back from the school I was at on the East Coast twice. And I was going to fail out of a community college locally. And I told my parents and my therapist and they told me, like, you have to go to OA. And like I said, I hit my bottom in OA where I gained 40 pounds in two months and, and didn't want to live anymore. But I think the fact that I'd already come to program is what saved my life um, because I, I had seen people who talked about food the way that I had um, related to food and body 
and they seemed like these perfect, like glowing, um, incredible people that I was just like, how, you know, like, how is that possible? I, I didn't even really believe that they could be what I was experiencing. And yet today, I, I know these people are, you know, like my friends. <laughs> so it's like their two years of abstinence seemed like a decade or decades when I came in. Um, and now I have five and a half years. And, um, you know, it's, it's one day at a time for sure. I, um, I didn't get abstinent right after hitting that bottom where I lost the will to live. But um, I like, I had to crawl my way out of that bottom. It, it didn't, it wasn't just like I was done. Um, and I also lost my abstinence a few times after initially getting abstinent, um, because I really tried to work the program my way and I didn't really dedicate myself to working the 12 steps and taking direction. Um, and so if anyone has that experience of like, it's not really working and I'm also not really doing what my sponsor has suggested or told me to do, um, that was what changed things for me when I was like, all right you know, what I, what I'm doing is not working. Um, I can't stay abstinent. Granted, now I was no longer failing at a school and I was much more functional because for the most part I was abstinent, but there were like a handful of days after initially getting abstinent that I wasn't. Um, and I also hadn't got past step three. So that's not a coincidence to me. And, um, you know, today, um, well, OA, uh, got me into a number of other programs. Like my, you know, I, I hear like some people are sicker than others. And I, I feel personally like I had a very deep spiritual sickness. Um, and uh, I've had to go to other rooms to really find relief and um, stop numbing out life. And today, like I, I'm very in touch with my emotions, which is a miracle. I didn't cry for years in my disease. Um, I'm, I'm like, you know, the, in the spiritual experience appendix in the book, it talks about, um, honesty, open-mindedness and willingness are essential for recovery. And I have all of those today. Like I'm honest about everything. I can't handle not being honest today. I can't handle treating other people badly today. Um, it hurts me. Like, thank you. Um, thank you. Emotionally and spiritually. And if I don't make it right, right away, like I'll probably go back to the food at some point. Um, and so, you know, I make amends promptly when I need to. And I, I was a liar, a cheater, a stealer, like an everything or like that when I was in my disease. And it was the best I could do. Like I have so much compassion for the girl who didn't have better tools um, than what I was doing. And I truly believed that like a thin body would um, be what, you know, made my life okay. And I can tell you, like, I have the body size that I thought would make my life okay. And my disease still tells me it's not enough. And I am okay, not because of my body, but because I have a connection to a higher power. And I have real relationships, like true, authentic, vulnerable, loving relationships in my life. Um, my relationships with my family have been transformed. I graduated college with straight A's after failing out in the disease. Um, 
I have gone through multiple breakups, one with a fellow in the program that I loved dearly at the very beginning of this pandemic. And I got to grieve that during a pandemic um, and stay abstinent, stay abstinent through my sponsors and connection with my fellows and crying a lot. You know, I couldn't, I like, I was not in touch with my emotions in that way before. Um, and I also have gotten to, um, I like, it's not a gift, but the gift is I've been able to walk through um, a really serious illness that I've been um, since 2014 um, and, and stay abstinent through that and stay abstinent at, through my cousin drowning tragically and, um, and most recently getting a puppy, which um, has honestly brought me to my knees in terms of it's really negatively impacted my health in a way that I didn't foresee. And it's really negatively, honestly impacted my um, OA recovery because all of a sudden I'm not sleeping and I'm constantly active and I don't know how much to eat anymore. And so I dropped weight and then I was ravenous and I had to add a fourth meal to my food because to my food plan, because I just like, my body was just so depleted all the time and it was frightening. It was so frightening to feel ravenous as someone who used to binge on 10,000 calories and have to like gain a little weight after losing weight and starting to stabilize now. I don't have to eat a fourth meal anymore, but I did have to eat more than I was eating three months ago before I had a puppy. And, you know, that's like I was taught to wear my abstinence like a loose garment. And that's how I'm able to stay abstinent is like, I can add a fourth meal temporarily to my food plan if that's what's actually needed for me physiologically. I don't have to try and force what was working to work now if it's clearly not working, but that's a decision I make with my sponsor. It's not something that I make a decision I make on my own. And last year I wanted to get a puppy and my sponsors, I have three, were like, I don't think this is a good time, Vita. <laughs> and I was willing to sit with it for a year and then it was a good time and it's still really hard, you know? Um, but I also like, am able to show up for another being today and take care of it, you know, and, um, and I've had to lean into my spirituality more than ever, both because of the way it's physically impacting my body. And in terms of like patience with something that's like ripped my hand open and making me bleed and, you know, not throw it out the window <laughs> or even just like, you know, patience with the people I'm living with my family. Um, it's imperfect. Like I don't have a perfect life. I don't have perfect recovery. Um, but emotionally, spiritually is, I feel like the most important shifts that I've had and, and the physical recovery, um, is a consequence of those other things happening. You know, it took me a year and a half to lose the 50, 60 pounds that I put on in a few months. And I had to be okay with that timeline instead of a few months to take it off because it had to be in a way that was sustainable. Like that's what my sponsor always talks to me about is like, what am I, is what I'm doing sustainable in terms of work, in terms of school, in terms of relationships, in terms of my abstinence, in terms of my program, my sponsors, everything in my life, you know, like this is something that teach, teaches me how to live a life that I can keep living day by day. It's not a boom or bust all or nothing life anymore where it's like I run myself into the ground and then I can't show up um, or doing things in, ex in extremes. I think that's my time. Yeah. All right, so I'll just wrap up. Um, 
Again, just saying I'm so grateful. Like the recovery I have today um, amazes me. I have put in a lot of outside spiritual work, which is what the big book directs us to do. Um, but that didn't happen, you know, in the very beginning of recovery either. And um, I'm just like, I'm amazed by this way of life and how much um, it directs me towards what's best on a daily basis instead of just what I want in the moment. Um, and so, yeah, I hope that I said something helpful and I look forward to hearing from all of you. And, um, what I would like to, um, hear from you guys, I think I'm supposed to suggest a topic is, um, I'd really just like to hear how the program is helping you in this, you know, global situation that we're in, how, you know, OA or the 12 steps or you know, whatever, what, however you relate to program most strongly help is helping you stay abstinent and um, making your life more manageable. Thanks.